What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the GuyCast. My name's Guyver, and I'm I'm very excited to have you guys. We are on episode two. No guest. We have uh, two two guests actually scheduled for tomorrow and the next day. So that way, for the next two weeks, that that's going to be the episodes. We have Haps, aka Vardon Williams, who was a part of the collective that got me really going where I am today. Uh, the reason I know the people who I know and have done the shows that I've done are solely b- based off of just being a part of this very, very small time frame. It, it was the same time frame in which all the YouTube artists were like doing cipher series and people were calling each other out and there was actually responses. There was like a, a weird point in time in like YouTube history where there was this organic community of people calling each other out, but like respectively compared to just straight dissing it was people just like being like yo man you think you could do better but it was like a a friendly competition so um haps part of the sal collective r.i.p sal marcello um one of the guys who honestly put me on i don't don't really think i'd be in my position now i am in today if it weren't for him and that is going to be our guest for uh not next week but the week prior and the next week's guest we have mike maven aka brandon james We have been working together for, I think, about two years now, Um, maybe possibly going on three. But I met Maven through the obviously the online and local scene. But we've done and he's done a lot of bookings for Tempe Tavern and he's put on Good Ass Friday, uh, Live and Learn. I mean, he didn't put on Live and Learn, but he spins. He's actually spinning there tonight. And we're going to go and watch him after this. And uh, he's actually the one that created the Bankai beat that I'm going to be releasing next week, which is the reason why he's going to be my guest, just so we can try and, one, go over how we really met and also the the idea that I came to him with and kind of the final product, which I feel is a very interesting way to break things down when it comes to you know songs that I, f- I feel most people resonate with or that most people re- request the most bankai is the number one song people have been asking me for over a year because that's how long we've been recording it uh we've just had so many difficulties from not being able to record at his place but making the beat there and then getting the vocals from a different producer and engineer shot over and it- it's just been it's been a process but i'm glad to be where we are right now i i really couldn't couldn't change anything even if i wanted everything's playing exactly how it should be but enough with the guests that are coming on next week since we are solo today and you guys already know that when we when we have the chance when we get the opportunity we're gonna go deep we're gonna go straight into the nerd news and everything that i feel i feel like my underlining fan base is is kind of accustomed to if you like hip-hop Honestly, you probably like some nerd shit. It's just kind of a a little bit of a, I don't know if you want to say a, a ratio, but I guarantee if you take like 10 kids that like hip hop, at least seven of those dudes like the Power Rangers or some form of manga or anime or video game. So what I wanted to talk about today, we kind of ended on it last week, uh, is the Mandalorian series. So if you have not watched it, at this point, if you haven't watched it, and you and you have disney plus you're you're either not going to for a while or you're just like kidding yourself that you will like the the people who i i want to have discussions and conversations with and the people who i hope really listen to this it's all based on 
the the need for good content the need for a new star wars story that's never been told but isn't force feeding you just brand marketing and 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 merchandise and toys and actually having a, a cohesive storyline with character arcs granted episodes four and five weren't weren't as hot as the rest but this is one of my favorite star wars anythings from video games comic books novels everything that i've ever heard about of star wars this is one of the best and i think it's, it's because it's in a culmination of everything that's from the the like old school western they, they reference like spaghetti western style all the way up with like samurai traditional movies where you ha- you have this this lone lone samurai or this lone warrior who's protecting a young cub or or or, or, or a person who's not able to defend themselves and you have all these amazing tropes that most people have done before and it kind of seems like it's like kicking a dead horse but at the same time when you put it in the star wars universe you have this originality you ha- you have this ability to see things that literally would not happen on this world so i just finished the mandalorian uh, I was, I think, two weeks behind, just because of everything that's been going on in my 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 personal life, and it, I wanted to make sure I also gave some time, give a couple of weeks past the finale, to see if anyone else wants to watch it, catch up, do, do whatever they need to. But at this point right now, if you haven't watched The Mandalorian, go ahead and turn it off. If you want to skip ahead, go ahead and do that. After we talk about Mando, we're going to go into Overwatch 2 and some of the the updates are going to be coming to Apex Legends. So some video game talk and then after that, I'm just kind of going to kind of go over my my schedule release for some of the new songs from myself as well as Team 7. So, Mandalorian. I watched the finale and the the very beginning was very fun. like I loved it. Super funny. Um, Jason Sudeikis is one of the scout troopers that are on the speeder bikes that pull up that just basically picked up baby yoda um i cannot recognize the voice of the second comedian but there's another comedian there who they're going back and forth and i really like that intro i appreciated the break in the just drama and intensity and had some some organic comedy like it, it didn't feel shoved down your throat it didn't feel like it was trying to be something completely different because i'm not sure if you guys noticed but each one of these episodes is directed by a different director so this last episode the finale was actually directed by talk talk taiko watiti the guy that uh directed thor ragnarok he's actually the voice of ig11 and he all of the movies that he's done even the tv shows and the the movie that he did prior um we we came from the shadows or some, some, i forget something in the shadows it's so funny but at the same time he he has the ability to switch gears and get those action scenes where it needs to be and he has the ability to in my opinion show a a true character arc even in these short little episodes so this episode and i would say even in the the tv show that's on fx he just has a really good balance of what i think you need when it comes to fantasy and sci-fi you want to make it funny but you want to make it serious but you also want to make sure that it's not either or too much you don't want to be leaning on comedy and then all of a sudden it's weird when it gets serious or you don't want to be super serious the whole time and then a joke just doesn't land because it just it's just night it's not the right time but i love the finale i was <laughs> I, the whole time like this this for sure was my favorite episode um but 
I don't think there is a single time where I was not either smiling or laughing, but at the very end, when it goes over to basic the uh, the, the crash site of Mo- Moss Gideon Moff Gideon's Tie Fighter, and you hear and see the dark saber, I like my like I almost had to pick my jaw physically off the floor. I couldn't I couldn't close it. I was just. Uh, it was crazy. It was amazing. And I was just in Guitar Center talking to uh, one of the representatives who was, you know, check, uh, cashing me out or whatever. And he saw my wallet and it's the rebel sign for Star Wars and it's got basic and stuff on the back. And he's like, yo, dude, and like, did you see Rise of Skywalker? And I'm like, dude, don't don't make me upset right now. You know, I'm having a good day. There's no reason to ruin it. And then we skip past that and start talking about the Mandalorian. And it was literally the day before like it was on a thursday which means that the mandalorian episodes were coming out on friday on a thursday i was sitting there talking to this motherfucker saying yo you know what'd be crazy i want to see the dark saber come like I, I just i feel like that's something that is the equivalent to kotar's vibroblades even though we saw in one of the episodes uh the mandos pulled out their their knives and they they were 100 percent vibroblades We've never seen anything like that before in any live action. I mean, we had the weird ass shock staff thing or whatever uh, in The Force Awakens when Finn's fighting one of his like old battalion homies, but nothing compared to like a real vibroblade or a even hint that the Darksaber is anything outside of the animation canon. And when he pulled it out and fucking stood upon that TIE fighter, I just. Uh, it was just beautiful it was it was like art i, I don't know I, I i loved it i loved the whole series only a couple episodes that didn't hit as hard as i wanted them to but that does not mean that they did not still hit my overall uh judgment of this series is it's rewatchable it's a classic it's one of the greatest star wars stories i've ever heard um it also has the and I and I get it. It's I don't know if you want to call it bias or a handicap, but they get to play around with Yoda's origin story, and that's something that most people thought that would literally be taken to Luke Lucas's grave. That's what he's mentioned in interviews before. That's what he's always talked about. That he will never, ever, ever release the background and the actual home species of Yoda. He wanted it to be that one thing inside of the mythos This was always this, this mysterious stranger, this wizard that comes out of nowhere with this almost infinite knowledge and power, but yet at the same time, you don't really know why or how. And I feel that this is going to be a very, very tough thing to come, come season two, because now you have to determine whether or not that Mando is going to be searching the galaxy for jedi like the baby yoda or for the yoda species and i think if we go down the jedi route like if we find mando trying to go and help out basically distress signals and and lost jedi temples that have been overrun or people believe have been abandoned and he just slowly but surely uh like a like a D campaign which is how this entire series has been playing out he takes baby yoda to each temple or to each hideout or or whatever coven or, or location that's not been detected by the empire and these these hidden jedi masters and we know that there's a bunch of them throughout the video games the extended books before they got decanonized there are jedi in the universe still even right now without 
any confirmation from Disney, it is canon that Ahsoka from Rebels as well as from uh, Clone Wars is still alive. So there are Jedi out there. There are people who just are staying hidden, just like Yoda did and Obi-Wan to make sure that they're not bringing too much attention, that they're not bringing harm's way towards the people that they've chosen to, you know, kind of stay low at, um, you know, whatever planet or wherever they are. But I think there's something really cool that can come from Mando taking him to different planets in search of in search of Jedi, also taking on other bounty hunters and even possibly Sith Inquisitors, you know, who, who are attempting to hunt down these Jedi as well. I just feel like if we when we start to get lightsabers in this series, it's going to be everything. In my opinion, this this season was a nine out of ten. If there was just one lightsaber, even just a flashback to it, I would have, I think, a ten out of ten. Um, the episodes felt very short, especially for episodes four and five. I think if we would have took away four and five and expanded a little bit more on the episodes with Bill Burr, as well as the ones where we're, we're kind of, it seems like we're rushing towards episode seven and eight to just know that like one, who's this guy that has all this information about all three of these people. And I, I don't know. I just feel like there could have been some episodes taken out that would have made it even better. But overall, in general, without it being able to change anything, I loved it. It's one of my favorite things of all time in Star Wars. Next, Overwatch 2. Uh, the Overwatch 2 trailer just launched and some gameplay from a couple of weeks ago when they had a big conference and basically just letting people experiment, get a, a quick first hand early game. And I've... I, it just looks so beautiful. It looks so crisp. It looks so clean. What they're doing now, too, is they're having ultimates and abilities that you need to unlock as you level up. So now you're not only changing from roll queue and being able to have, you know, double tank with uh, damage and triple heals, you know, whatever configuration, you're now able to customize even more so, which is a little more, I feel like, League's, League of Legends-y. Um, you're able to adjust your ultimates to make sure, like, hey, just because I'm this one damage character doesn't mean that my, my ultimate is specifically damage uh, heavy. It may be that I increase my other abilities at a faster cooldown, or maybe I can reload while I'm reverting back in time for Tracer and things along the lines like that. So I really like how they're expanding the like flexibility and, and the way that you have to build your teams is now going to be more complicated and you can't really just rush people. I'm hoping that with these, these other abilities that they're going to be able to unlock with level caps and stuff like that, that you're going to be able to, counter a lot easier than just picking the person who literally shuts that down it's like no i can run a brigida but if i don't want to rally maybe i get some extra heals that i can throw so that way i'm not just waiting for people to clump up next to me i'm able to support more as a healer without having to do damage next to him because you can only deal damage with her when you're slashing your fucking what it, your flail and so i i really like it I enjoyed the gameplay. If you have not seen the trailer that came out, it is moving. It's just as moving and motivating as the first trailer. Uh, like the, the opening intro to every time you play Overwatch, I still, like you could get teary-eyed. If you, if you smoke enough weed and you watch that trailer, it's, a, it's an SOS symbol for heroes that have believed to be long gone or dead. And this experimental ape is now just a reaching out monkey, whatever he is to his hopefully 
surviving members of his family, uh, which is all he's ever known. He was bred and made in order to help people. And now, not even a human, this this living embodiment of his his father or his creator is now banding together some of the world's most different yet powerful heroes to to do one of the most noble things which is protect those who can't protect themselves and you watch this video and the, the from the score to the animation to the, the the voice actors everything is so epic it's so on point i i went on a huge huge boycott with blizzard because of everything that was going on with china and just the whole situation itself um and i know that there's still some things going on on that end but i know that because of the attention that was brought due to a lot of us stopping to play and a lot of people in the gaming industry calling them out they've they've made this half-ass apology but we know like they know that we're not going to put up with that you know as as someone who runs off of game services it's not just you know maybe overwatch 2 is a little bit more story driven but you still need xbox live to have it so for you to come at a community that needs to pay monthly to pay for your product on top of buying it you need to understand that our voice will be heard if needed uh and i know that sometimes it's a little bit more petty than usual but this was a righteous cause this was something that needed to be get out got out there and needed to be said and uh i'm, I'm glad that i could participate in that and, and i'm glad to see that the changes that are you know hopefully coming i know that it's a long process when it comes to that stuff i don't want to get all political or whatever but i'm back on overwatch overwatch 2 looks super awesome i cannot wait um, but now we're going to go on to a little bit of Apex Legends. Apex Legends just wrapped up its Christmas little event. Uh, it was very fun. It had a cool one. It had one event for the entire season uh, for the holidays. And you basically were just on a, a train that kept spawning you every time you died. And I think you were just trying to get to a certain level of, of kills and stuff like that. Oh, one second. My apologies, um, Zariath Z, Team Seven, shout out. He called because we're about to go to Tempe Tavern and watch Maven spin and see a couple of local acts perform. Um, so I had to stop. Sorry about that. <clears throat> Anyways, Apex Legends. We've got a new uh, event that's coming up on February fourth. It's going to be the intro to season four. Hopefully introducing our new hero Revenant that we've been having leaks and all these cool little Easter eggs and hints at for quite a while. Same with crypto. Um, but the, the best part, my favorite part, besides the new skins that look awesome, especially the, the cool little crypto skin that's come out. It looks like a riffraff. Um, there's seven new modes <laughs> coming in season four. Seven. We had, what, one per season? Each one? Uh, besides... Uh, when when they did the uh, the shotgun SMG only gray shields mode on top of the undead mode, you know things like that. So I'm stoked to see these seven new modes. Definitely has sparked my interest to play again. I've been on a Call of Duty and Star Wars Fallen Order kick, so I really have not take mu taken much time to play other games. And I'm, now that I'm back on Overwatch, um, that's kind of been taking up a lot of time because it's one of the only games that my friends will play with me. 
we we have friends that you know i play call of duty with i play smash bros with sometimes we play fortnite unfortunately but uh when it comes to overwatch it's always there's just a difference you know it's it's a it's a literal team game and unlike all the other games for whatever reason i feel like actual cooperation and communication and 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 building your team's comp works it's a it's an actual science it's something that you can actually in my like in my opinion you can you can almost calculate if there's a certain character you know there's a counter there there's always a counter composition when it comes to overwatch unlike i feel like with call of duty if you you squat up with like six of your homies you could possibly squat up with another six fucking pieces of shit with just cheap tactics and same thing with overwatch you can have a reinhardt orissa bastion combo but now there's a sombra there's a fucking there's a, a sigma who can now absorb half those blows take 900 hits of shield and then have a orissa or a reinhardt come up right behind there like there's ways to get around it unlike i feel most games like this have so super excited to be back on the overwatch kick all the you know fun team games friends i haven't played with in years we're playing together again because we're all kind of over the bullshit and uh, I'm, I'm super stoked cannot wait for the uh update that's coming for apex on february 4th and the last thing that i wanted to go over is going to be my release schedule for these next couple of uh next couple of weeks so next week we have bankai being released long and awaited very very excited to finally get that out there for team seven on spotify t3 am7 number seven um we have lied to me coming back out again we removed it from the the like spotify playlist and from the itunes and all that stuff basically removed it from all streaming platforms because it wasn't the mastered version we thought it was but our engineer knows way more than us so he told us like hey we're gonna have to take that down which is totally fine it's only been down for a couple of weeks but i want to say thank you guys so much for your patience patience as we've been working to get that finalized we just want to make sure it's all you know high quality content we don't want to take any shortcuts or we don't want to rush anything if it's not ready it's not ready but i'm in no rush to impress people with my insane punctuation i just want to keep putting content out there as much as i can and right now our goal is to be pushing songs out weekly for the next three months steadily um after that we have the release on my on my spotify and itunes and stuff uh guyv3r it's gonna be miscreant another beat created by the famous mike maven same man who made bonkai he made the beat for miscreant and it's one of my favorite songs it's short but sweet it's honestly something that i threw in the background that i i forgot about for a while didn't perform it um as much as i wanted to simply because i felt like it didn't vibe with the types of shows that i was doing but now after after doing it a couple of times at spots i felt would not respond to it and it went super well it's fucking it's part of the set list so that's that's the that's the new Guyver track after that. And then once we put out Lied to Me, the new song, once that's released, is gonna be Struggling for Team Seven. Uh, one of my favorite songs of of our our collective creation, in my opinion. So I'm super stoked for that. Uh, with these solo episodes, they're gonna be shorter than the normal ones, just because it's it's a little bit harder to go through conversations when it's just me babbling on for fucking 30 minutes. But I wanna say thank you guys so much for tuning in for liking sharing everything i know we're just starting off i know we're small but i promise i'm gonna keep this up i'm gonna keep doing everything i need to do to be involved with the community and building this content as much as i want to which is 
you know, not far off. We've got the Spotify going, music videos about to come out, more photo shoots booked, studio sessions constantly from two to three times a week. These podcasts will be coming out weekly, regardless if it's with a guest or not. And thank you guys so much again for tuning in. My name's Guyver. You can find everything that you want to find me on social media at TH3GuyCast, the GuyCast, which is the name of the podcast. But if you want to check out the music, find me at G-U-Y-V-3-R, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, everything you could want. It's right there. More coming very soon. And don't forget to check out my collective at T3AM number seven, Team 7, all recorded and produced by Studi Productions. If you're looking for local recording audio or any kind of engineering or mastering, hit up Snooty, Mike Snooty at Snooty Productions. We've got a dope studio with amazing, amazing talent inside of it. If you have any questions or any concerns, feel free to hit me up, point you in the right direction. My name is Guyver, and this has been the GuyCast. Like always, long live the guy.